Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and we are pleased to be with you on this Monday. What a day. Uh, it has been what a weekend it was, and we're pleased to uh, present to you two hours nonstop sports talk. We have a lot planned for you. Baylor golf coach on with us, Mike McGraw at 420. He happens to know the guy who won the uh, PGA Championship, Justin Thomas, spent time with him. And, in fact, Mike was at Alabama. They won a national title in 2014, and that was the year after Justin Thomas left to start his uh, professional career. And so he was on the Corn Ferry Tour living in Tuscaloosa. So if you like golf and you want to hear about some of that, 420 is for you. And then at 5 o'clock, we're going to be uh, speaking with someone else who was at the the big uh, banquet the other night, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and uh, executive committee member, and he was right in the middle of it all, Bland Cromwell, uh, will, uh, Cromwell will be on with us at, well, that's going to be at about 5 o'clock today. And Aaron, you would have loved it. You're a Galloway fan. Galloway and I were on the radio for many years together. And Randy is now six months away from turning 80 years old. He got up there, spoke extemporaneously. Aaron, as you might expect, I don't know if Randy had worked a whole lot on his speech. He kind of was able to riff on several different things. But he said a lot of he was funny. And it was um, of the speeches I heard, of course, it was uh, one of the best. And then uh, Eric Nadell, who I talked to the other day, Aaron, he went in as well to the, to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame uh, in the media wing. He's obviously a Ford Frick Award winner. He's in the pro football or the pro baseball um, Hall of Fame. But Eric was not there. He had a previously scheduled trip, so he had to do it via video. But um, Bill Mercer, the very famous, he was. Um, now, Aaron, did you ever cross paths with Bill Mercer? during your foray into wrestling there at the Sportatorium in the Dallas uh, in the Dallas area did Bill Mercer did you uh, did you ever run into him I did not I grew up listening to him uh watching WCCW but I never had the chance to meet him unfortunately but well, he was uh he... one like pretty much everybody in that class that was inducted he was a uh he was a, a uh, kind of a hero of mine growing up yeah, yeah, well, that is, Aaron, considering how old we are, Mercer, 90, I think he was 90, he was 95. He was there the other night, and so that was really cool. Denny Freeman, who we had on last week, 
gave a really nice speech, and that guy that we talked about that was going to introduce him that used to be in the AP and then got smart and went in the oil and gas business, he he uh, introduced. There was, there was no real time limit, it didn't seem, but everybody was, for the most part, kind of adhered to uh, what they were supposed to do. And the uh, presenting, I saw Babe Laufenberg was there. Now, it was a really cool moment, Aaron, when Brad Sham got up and he presented Frank Gleber went in. Now, we lost Frank tragically uh, 37 years ago. But Frank Gleber, man, he did the Texram show, the Tom Landry show. And then in time, (laughs) he became... A, a, he was pretty big on the national scene. He was big, you know, covering the Cowboys, and, and he was at 1080. He was on uh, – and it was just cool to think about some of the people that were there with Galloway having been at WBAP. And then uh, 1080 was another uh, big one in, in the Dallas area. And Frank Gleber came up on that, and then he went national, and Frank Gleber became a – but he, he always loved – his association with the Dallas Cowboys. Frank Lieber probably, he would have been there when the uh, Cowboys were, um, you know, going to Super Bowls, the 70s, the 80s. And then again, we lost Frank. He was working out, and um, and we lost him uh, many, many years ago, 37 years ago. But Brad did a great job of talking about him, talking about how much he loved his kids. I believe he had four children um, Mitchell Gleber got up and spoke. I think uh, Mitchell played football at SMU, if I'm not mistaken. And then Craig Gleber is a longtime friend of mine who still works for the Cowboys. So really neat group that they put in. And then uh, John McClain went in as well. <laughs> John did a John was uh, uh, did a nice job. Got up there, and Shireen and and John are real close friends, and so both of them went into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And, uh, Aaron, we had some tense moments. John got up on stage, and he we nearly lost him. He kind of to- almost toppled over, and uh, that was a little a bit of a scary moment. And then as only John could, Aaron, he, he then, uh, Jay Black, executive uh, director of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, like said something to Jay, like it was Jay's fault for the stairs or something <laughs> being too steep. John's like, Jay Black? Like kind of, I mean, it, all in one fell swoop, he praised Jay when he got up there. But before he did that, he seemingly went after Jay uh, for the stairs being too steep or something. But um, I'll just say a man older than him, um, Randy Galloway, climbed those stairs and did just fine. But that's okay. It was uh, it was good. Clarence E. Hill, who comes on with us sometimes, he presented Shireen Williams into the uh, media wing of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And uh, it's really neat. And so today we'll have – now, Aaron, while Brad was speaking, presenting Frank Gleber, the late legendary Frank Gleber, we started hearing this awful sound on the top of the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Aaron, as you well know, perhaps you caught wind of the fact that they uh, had some weather move through Saturday night. My ride home, ooh, that was rough the other night. But you could hear it 
everything banging on the the uh, the top of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and it it was it seemed like hell. Now I, I looked at my uh, got it back out to my Grand Cherokee Laredo, and it looked like everything had held up okay, but that did not sound like normal rain. That was some that was some major stuff that moved in. And uh, so uh, Gleber, the, one of the Gleber's, uh, Frank Gleber's sons got up there and, and, and it made a funny joke about he, he knew some people, Aaron, with some uh, body shops. Because so, everybody in there was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, we're all parked out there together. There's no place that you can't, like, run, it's too late to run out and move your car under something. So I think I was kind of under a tree, perhaps. So I, I may have accidentally kind of stumbled into something the right way. And, uh, man, it was a fun it was a fun evening on a lot of fronts. I love the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And I like I always peek inside where the SWC or that area is. And, uh, Aaron, when you and I were kids, that, that was in Grand Prairie. And then in 1993, I believe it was, they, uh, they, it was no longer, they decided not to be in Grand Prairie, and then they moved it, of course, to Waco. And it has become one of the great things to see in Waco. People, I know, come in to see the shiplappers and, the, and all the stuff they got downtown, but love the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame as well as at Dr. Pepper Museum. That's a fun one as well. But uh, Waco, for a lot of reasons, has become home to a ton of museums. Texas Rangers Museum is over there. The uh, Texas Ranger, I think it is. But anyway, it's a a fun place for all that. Now, Aaron, as a longtime connoisseur of history, museums, you you, uh, went to school in Waco, and then you graduated from Robinson. Then you went to MCC. What has always been your favorite museum in the Waco area? Uh, growing up, it was the Strecker Museum. Of course, that's, you know, no longer with us. Um, but, um, wow, that, I, I, there's a couple. Hmm. I'll have to think about that for a second. Well, I mean, I... I, I uh... I thought you had grown up uh, attending all these things. What about the zoo? Did the Waco when the when they put the the uh, what did they call it for was it Cameron Park Zoo when they first put that in? Did that grab your attention, Aaron, as a young man? When you would have been in your like twenties or something or fifteen when the zoo moved into town? Oh yeah, or did it was, you? It was, did it you was great. did you love going out there? Yeah, um, I, I grew up going to the old zoo. Obviously, you know, out by the airport. Um, but yeah, it was it was really really cool when they moved it to Cameron Park. It's just such a great place to have a zoo. Um, I guess the Mayburn would be my favorite. It's hard to narrow down. Oh. There, there's some great museums, Dr Pepper, Texas Ranger, but I'd have to go with the Mayburn. The Mayburn Mayburn Museum. I like that. Aaron, going with some history, as you recall, Aaron, because I have not been to the Mayburn in a long time. Is that both like Texas history? along with our local Central Texas-type history? What does the Mayborn bring to the table? It's, it's got so much different stuff. It really does. Okay. Um, uh, like, it's got 
stuff about local wildlife, uh, you know, fossils, uh, local oh. heritage. It's got the uh, kids oh. exhibit, which is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, went there with uh, actually one of uh, my uh, grandnieces had a birthday party there a few years back, and it was oh, it was yeah. a pretty cool to see those kids, you know, playing in that kid area and, and learning yeah. stuff too. So it's it's a great That's place. That's nice. That that is a nice museum. I was thinking of something different because I was thinking they used to have the old Texas history and all that stuff over off Waco Drive when I was at Baylor, and there used to be an old museum. Maybe I'm thinking about Strecker. That as that well. was a Strecker, yeah. Was, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that place. I did too. I went, I went so many times growing up. But yeah, the Mayburn is is is. I think they moved all the stuff from the Strecker Museum and then obviously added a ton of other oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Um, well, don't forget about the uh, those dinosaur bones and stuff I, like that. They got the dinosaur out somewhere. I kind of like that place. Yeah, the the uh, what is it the uh, the Mammoth National Monument? That's pretty great too. Ooh, ooh. That's pretty pretty great. Don't want to forget. That I may lead right. a I, I may lead a field trip out there. We may have a station event, and we just kind of and we get on a bus like a party bus type thing. And you know how you have those microphones, Aaron, on the buses? We may take one of those trolleys. I love those downtown trolleys. And I'll just take everybody. We'll go to different – we'll go museum hopping. It is uh, Aaron, that's – I think we've stumbled upon something. Now, our, our friends, it was good to see everybody. One couple and their daughter came in and sat at our table after the program had already started the other night. So I couldn't really get in and visit with them. But I assume, Aaron, those were our people. That uh, it, you know, kind of signed up, won our little contest the other day. What a fun, what a fun group it was! And uh, Jay Black and his staff, Genesis, did a tremendous job. And again, five o'clock, we'll talk a little bit more about it, as well as the big golf tournament coming up. They got a huge uh, uh, golf tournament, and boy, uh, Bob Lilly, uh, love man, I tell you, his name, his brother, his his late brother, but oh man, Larry Lilly. From that, the Lily name holds such huge sway in our part of the country, and uh, anything with the Bob Lily name on it, I'd like to be a part of. So uh, we've got a guest at five o'clock, and then coming up here next, we got some golf talk for you as we talk about the PGA Championship. And Aaron, I, I, I hate it. We'll talk about it with, um, with the great Mike McGraw, but that's just tough. When you have someone, I mean, it's one thing if they bogey or, you know, and, and fall into a playoff and they still have a chance to earn it, but to have a one-stroke lead, and that young man, Pereira, um, Mito Pereira, he, was, he went to Texas Tech, and he played great throughout the PGA Championship, came into the day with a three-shot lead, and he goes to the final hole with a one-shot lead. All he's got to do is just kind of, I mean, Zalatoris is sitting there, and, and he, he did not hit the shot on 18 that he needed. And so he was uh, one stroke back, and Justin Thomas one stroke back. All that Pereira has to do is nut it down there in the middle and then just try to get up there and two-putt, and you're okay. You're okay. Just get out of there with a par. And I don't know what that swing was on 18. It happens. He was trying to hit a cut, and he just overcooked it, and he hit it right. 
And Aaron, next thing you know, that thing's floating around a stream. And from there, he's just desperately trying to get up and down for bogey, and he can't do that, and he doubles, and he misses the playoff. And the young man went up there, and he did he did what he ha- you have to do in that situation. He answered all the questions, and I, I hope there'll be other opportunities. This guy's got a lot of game, but I some guys don't get other opportunities. John Vandeveld triple bogeyed the final hole at the British Open. I think that was Carnoustie, and he never recovered from it. Mentally, physically, anything. He was shot. Uh, other players have, have thrown away U.S. Opens. Two guys did it at the same U.S. Open. Mickelson double bogeyed the 18th hole at the U.S. Open years ago. And then the guy that was in his group did it, too. I mean, there's just been some horrible stories over the years. Uh, Scott Hoke did it. But anyway, this one was really, really bad. We'll talk some golf. We'll talk about that major championship, and we'll talk about the Bears a little bit as well. Mike McGraw, men's golf coach for Baylor University, joins us next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies with a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms developing overnight. We fall to 68 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms. And some of these thunderstorms in the afternoon and evening could be strong to severe with large hail, damaging winds, and some heavy rainfall. Look for highs around 80 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. From CBSSports.com, Shehan J. Rajesh. Fundamentally, the question is, what is tampering? I think that one of the biggest things we're seeing right now is players recruiting other players. You know, guys who maybe they play high school ball with or travel ball with or anything like that. Even just know from the recruiting world. You know, we heard about that certainly plenty with the Caleb Williams case, right? I mean, we hear that right now with Jordan Addison, that Caleb Williams has reached out to him. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com i'm kyle tomlinson general manager of jeff hunter toyota we offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price jeff hunter toyota toyota quality waco values the voice of the bears john morris weekdays at 3 p.m on espn central texas have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo are hints being dropped all around you Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. 
Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks fall behind in the Western Conference Finals 3-0 with the loss last night at the AAC to the Warriors 109-100. Game 4 in Dallas tomorrow night. Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Miami at Boston. Tip at 7-30. The Heat lead that series 2-1. Baylor Baseball gets the 8th seed in the Big 12 Tournament that starts Wednesday in Arlington at Globe Life. The Bears will face off with TCU. Baylor softball run ruled UC San Diego to head to the winner's bracket in the NISC Tournament. They'll have the winner of UNLV and North Alabama at 5 tomorrow afternoon. Rangers lose their series to the Astros 3-1. Rangers have the day off before heading to the West Coast. Rangers and Angels tomorrow night in Game 1 of that series, 8.45 first pitch. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show on this Monday. Cool climbs. The uh, temperature's uh, been kind of nice in uh, ESPN Central Texas. Mike McGraw joining us now, Baylor men's golf coach. And, Mike, it's always fun to uh, catch up with you and uh, hope all is well. And I, anytime there's a major, and I was, I was dialed in, on this PGA Championship, I think of you, and um, I tell you though, uh, Mike, it's uh, uh, that's it's rough, isn't it, when you have to see somebody. Uh, I know uh, we'll talk about Justin Thomas, but when you see someone that has a great chance to win it, and and they they don't put their best foot forward on eighteen, that's a those leave a mark, don't they? They do. Uh, Matt, thanks for having me on today. They do, but, you know, if it won't be the – it's not the first time, it won't be the last time that somebody has a disaster on the last hole. And some of the great players in history have had disasters on the last hole and overcome them. So, you know, I think he's a really good kid. I remember when he was at Texas Tech, and I think he's got a, a strong will about it, and he'll be back. When you're watching that, and you see him up there, and we've all now watched that tee shot a bunch that ends up over there in the water. And, well, you're from Oklahoma. You know Southern Hills really well. What do you what do you think he was trying to do? He was trying to hit, I guess, that cut shot that he'd hit the day before. But to the, to the naked eye, to the, 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 you know, just the normal golf lover like myself, it, it looked like a very strange move to put on the ball. Like, I guess what I'm saying is it didn't – the smooth swing that that guy had been using throughout the PGA Championship, it didn't really look like that. What 
what what exactly would lead someone to try to make a, a move like that at, in in at such a huge time? Well, for one, it was pretty much just nerves. He had never been in that position before. If you go back, you could go back to a hundred or different examples of something like that that happened. Go back to the 1990 U.S. Open, um, where uh, Hale Irwin ended up winning, but Mike Donald was literally flawless for 71 holes. He hadn't done anything wrong. And he made the worst swing of his life on the 72nd hole, made a bogey, went into a playoff, and Hale Irwin made a long putt the next day to beat him. I mean, it was just kind of fate. But I will tell you this, that shot you saw yesterday on 18, I'm kind of an expert at that. I've hit that shot before there. So (laughs) I could have explained to him exactly how to hit it. It's like he listened (laughs) to me. But I think it was nerves more than anything. It's just, you know, he was going along there great and honestly handling it fine all day long. And then uh, that's part of it. And if you look back, Justin Thomas has had a little bit of that in critical, you know, major uh, moments, maybe not in the last hole, so noticeable. But uh, we've all had it. It's all happened to everybody that's ever played the game. Yeah, I'm seeing Mickelson's, you know, the U.S. Open, uh, making that uh, critical decision that he made. I that that's a fascinating course for a lot of reasons. What was it, sixteen or seventeen? One of those holes where they were going for it, you know. And and I mean, sometimes I was like, why is no one laying up? And I think I think actually. Pereira laid up on Saturday. You know which one I'm talking about, where they were trying yeah. to drive the hole on a par four. Was which which hole is that? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just interesting. I, I think they all sort of think if they don't go for it, you know, that you you potentially lose a shot on the field right there. But I it, so the the reward risk and that's for every golfer i mean all that's fascinating to me how would you think the course played i mean is it and you you're good friends in fact uh you helped me uh get him on the air recently with the director of golf there at southern hills you've known him for many many years how did you feel like southern hills kind of held up because you know there were complaints there always are it majors oh this is that they should have done this but what did uh how did you think it played? Because not only have you played it, but you also remember exactly how that course was playing when it's hosted other majors. Well, it's never played like this because they had to add some tee boxes. Uh, you know, it's been 15 years since Tiger won the PGA there, and, and the game has changed. Uh, there's probably 100 players now who average uh, as long or further than Tiger was hitting it back in 2007. So it's like the game's changed. So you kind of almost have to change the golf course a little bit. So they've added some tee boxes that made it play differently than it had before. But I thought it was still very relevant. Anytime you have 500 par win a major, you know you've got a pretty tough test. Uh, 7,500 yards or a little little more than 7,500 yards par 70 is is kind of unthinkable, honestly. That's really long. And um, it's just – I don't know. It doesn't play like it used to. It doesn't play like I, I remembered it, but it certainly plays every bit as tough as it ever has because there's just so many great players nowadays. And to think that 500 par played off for the title, that's pretty in- incredible, actually. What do you think about the weather just suddenly dipping? You know, Oklahoma and obviously Texas can be extremely hot already um, when you get into late May. And and then all of a sudden you're looking out there and guys are 
I, I kept having to, you know, when you see a PGA played in San Francisco or somewhere in that area, you know you're going to see pullovers. How weird yep. to see all those pullovers and guys. Ricky Fowler, who you know, at one point there was a picture of him like wearing gloves, you know, like between shots. <laughs> I thought that was uh, – I mean, you. I guess you're used to some weird weather in Oklahoma, but even for Oklahoma, that was pretty weird. Well, it was, but you, if you remember, traditionally the PGA Championship was played in August, mm-hmm. and when they played the PGA Championship in August at Southern Hills, almost always the argument was it's way too hot. It's a fantastic golf course, but way too hot. So a few years ago, they moved the PGA to you know May, and. Uh, it was too hot about a week ago, but, boy, it did it cool off big time, and that changed the playability of the golf course for sure. Uh, kind of funny to see a major championship, not the open championship, you know, with guys with gloves on. And <laughs> some of them had stocks. I mean, it was cold. and um, But, anyway, great to see. You know, I love Southern Hills. Always have. It's one of my favorite golf courses in the world, and uh, having grown up an hour and a half from it, you know, I have a good feeling about it. What's the best score you ever shot at Southern Hills? Uh, even far. Uh, I don't in competition. I don't think I. I don't know what I shot in casual round. I'm not sure I played very many casual rounds at Southern Hills. Um, probably competed there ten times. Never shot below even. Uh, but again, I'm working for a living for a reason, right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you're not, I'm working for. You. You're not thinking about a champion's run at some point. I mean, you still have a very youthful look. You take great care of yourself. But uh, uh, that's what that's what's funny. People sometimes think that guys that are golf coaches or people that are course pros get to play golf all the time. And the truth is, uh, Mike, yeah, if you had to count how many full rounds of golf you play a year, it probably wouldn't be more than like the usual, um, you know, weekend golfer or something like that, right? No, it's way less than the weekend golfer. I can tell you that. But <laughs> that's my, I could play. Um, it's kind of hard for me to justify to my wife, Pam, you know, that I work all week long, all these hours, recruit, fundraise, do all these things, and then I'm going to spend five and a half or six hours on a Saturday away from her just so I can go casually play around the golf. Probably not a good idea. And, um, so I, my casual golf's gone, and since I'm not competing anymore, I'm not playing that much golf. Yeah. Would she be okay if you said, hey, I'm going to play with Mosley? Mosley wants me to, to go out and look at his swing. Do you think that would, would that help at all? She would ask, how much is he paying you for that golf lesson? And I uh, <laughs> want to rip Venmo from you to her account. I still don't <laughs> understand. I <laughs> Tell her. Tell her I finally got PayPal figured out, and then they came with Venmo, so I might struggle. May just have to pay straight-up cash. Talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. So Justin Thomas wins his second P- major and second PGA championship. And and I got to thinking about you because I thought I looked, I looked it up. I, I'm like, this guy played at Alabama. And you had that one year at Alabama, and of course, you all won a national title there when you were serving as an assistant at Alabama in 2014, I believe it was. But Justin had just left uh, Tuscaloosa or just left the team uh, to turn pro. What what was your? But you got to spend some time with him. Now, 
I, I assume you recruited him back in the day as well. What do you remember about him when he was a kid? Because he and Spieth were big buddies and were running buddies on the AJGA. Um, do you remember those two? And at, and at, at that period of time when they first got on your radar, who was the better player? Well, I saw them both about the same exact time. Uh, they were in the seventh grade, essentially. I saw Jordan in Dallas uh, playing against Taylor Gooch. You know, they were playing the final round of an AJGA event there. But I happened to be watching a, an AJGA tournament at Innisbrook in Florida, which is a really hard golf course they play the PGA Tour event on. And I saw this kid in brown slacks. And that's kind of unusual at a junior golf tournament. You know, it was a springtime tournament, so it's understandable you might have slacks on, but chocolate brown slacks in March. That was just a little different. And so I went and watched him play a few holes. I probably watched him play five or six holes that day and saw his name but didn't think much about him. He was from Kentucky, and he had kind of a fiery temper and got upset and threw his golf ball off of one green to the next hole. And, you know, it was kind of a fiery competitor. It was kind of fun to watch. And then um, two years later, uh, he was obviously – uh, a really, really, really good player on the national level. And at age 16, he made the cut in the PGA Tour event. I mean, this this was just a prodigy. You just knew he was going to be a great player. And I did recruit him. And the year I was at Alabama as an assistant coach, he was playing the Corn Ferry Tour, but he, he was in and out of Tuscaloosa the whole year. My wife fed him a few meals. And uh, it was funny because Coach Sewell at Alabama was real stingy with the gear, like T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and different things with that swinging elephant on it. And <laughs> one day, one day uh, Justin came into my office and said, Coach McGraw, uh, I sure would like to have another hat and maybe a couple of T-shirts. And I said, well, well just ask Coach Sewell. He said, he's not going to give me any. I said, well, that's crazy. So I must confess in front of God and everybody here that I gave Justin Thomas some extra gear that JC will probably wouldn't have wanted me to give, but the guy, the guy is a major champion. Come on. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. I don't know. I hope Seawall doesn't hear about this. going to be, it be asking for, uh, you know, to be repaid for some of that, uh, some of that. I don't, you know, there wasn't NIL back then. <laughs> He'll laugh That's about a... it. He'll laugh. <laughs> oh man. Well, it was, uh, it, it you know, it's interesting watching that tournament because you could tell he, even though he finished and it had a great round, he thought he was one stroke short. And so he was yeah. kicking himself because he misses that 10-foot putt. Hey, let me ask you this. How difficult is that for someone's dad to be their swing coach? Because obviously they have a great, it almost seems like a friendship. They've got a really, it seems like it works for them. Um, is that one of the rare times You've seen it work, uh, and 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 what's his dad like? Is that was he heavily involved in the whole Tuscaloosa scene, and even even back then was uh, was his dad kind of always out there and around? Well, his dad was around a lot, but his dad was a, a club professional. So growing up, I mean, he might make the tournaments. His mom made every one of them pretty much, but the dad would make him when he could. And okay, uh, Mike an incredible club professional. My dad was a lifetime member of the PGA, so you know I know exactly where he was. And he is a great instructor for Justin and understands Justin's personality 
and I think it's genius that Justin hasn't gone to some swing guru someplace because his dad understands who he is as a person. And I look to another example of that would be Jim Furyk's dad. Jim Furyk has only taken golf lessons from his dad, and Jim has a very unusual move but is still playing pro golf today and is still very relevant in the game uh, with that golf swing with his dad being his only instructor. So there may be a little more genius in there than people think about. If, you know, if your dad understands the game a little bit and, and he brought you along, maybe he's the guy for you. But I do know that Justin benefits from the relationship he has with his dad. Yeah, it was fun to watch, and I thought it was nice of the dad to deflect some of the praise. And and he, he you probably heard this interview where he said that Bones McKay, who was caddying for Justin and also an NBC commentator, um, played a big role in uh, saying something to Justin Saturday in the sense of, you know, pray, saying, "Hey, don't be so hard on yourself." I, mean, it, I, I think it's amazing that these guys, as great as they are, have to be reminded sometimes. Or they have to almost have their ego stroked a little bit. And and apparent, the, da- the dad said, hey, Bones was a better person to deliver that message to Justin than I was. And uh, it just really seemed like um, that that back and forth that uh, on the course throughout the PGA Championship was extremely important. I never know how important caddies are, uh, but in this instance, it really just seemed like Justin had a ton of trust in Bones, and then Bones obviously seems to have figured Justin's game out a lot. Well, and Bones is one of the great caddies of all time. I mean, I know he had a good bag to carry a lot of years, Phil Mickelson, but but he did a great job with Phil, too, because Phil was a lot to handle. I mean, Phil was a lot to handle. So Bones is sort of an amateur psychologist and psychiatrist, if you will. He, a psychiatrist, I guess he could prescribe drugs, so he shouldn't be a psychiatrist. Amateur psychologist. <laughs> and, but I think that sometimes you need that. And when I'm, a, when I'm coaching and a player is not responding to what I'm doing, I'm an idiot if I don't allow my assistant to jump in there and say a few things or have – because it doesn't matter who gives him advice or help. It matters only that he is helped and that he does get better and that the results are good. So I think his dad was smart enough to realize Bones offers a lot to his son, and that's pretty incredible. And you know of their tradition, um, Justin has given him every golf ball that he's holed out with to win a golf tournament his entire life since he was a little boy. And so he got another one yesterday. Oh man, isn't that neat? That is really cool. Yeah. Now, have you have you caddied in a PGA event before? Has any have any of your guys asked you or or some kind of professional event? Yeah, I mean, I've caddied for players through the years uh, in the U.S. Amateur, the U.S. Amateur qualifying. The only mm. professional events I've caddied in, I caddied for Kyle Jones uh, when he earned his uh, Corn Ferry PGA Tour card. He finished. Oh, I don't know, sixth or eighth or something, got his card. So I did caddy for him there. That was, I decided I didn't want to be a caddy at that point. <laughs> it, <was> like, <laughs> That's a tough job. it is a heavy golf bag and uh, it's a lot of work. And, you know, you, you're just trying to keep a player calm. That's what a college coach does, if you will. And so uh, I, I was 30 years younger. I'd, I'd really love to, I think, go ahead and, out and caddy for players. But right now, it's just a little in my rearview mirror. Well, you're old school. You refuse to wear shorts uh, on the course, and so that would uh, 
that would hurt too in some of those hot tournaments because you need to. Those guys are allowed to wear shorts now, so you would never do that, would you? No, not in a million. Not in a million. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be out there in your sleeves and your khakis and everything that would be uh although you would have been fine the weather at southern hills in that in that nice cool weather but uh well mike it was it was uh fun to get to visit with you and it's just really cool that you had that kind of uh relationship over the years with uh and like you say you love pga pros and this is pga of america and uh this is just a huge tournament for for all those men and women who are involved. So, anyway, I knew you'd be great to talk to, and you didn't let me down, so I appreciate you. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, Matt. I always enjoy coming on your show. You bet. You bet. There he goes, Mike McGraw. I wish more people enjoyed coming on the show. Uh, it would say that, Aaron, it's rare they get off the with us and say, hey, I, I always <laughs> enjoy. No, I'm kidding. We have a lot of people who enjoy coming on with us, but Mike, is just a great one, and uh, I, I forgot to get to Aaron. Is he still on the line? <laughs> He's probably long gone. I forgot to ask him about Johnny Kiefer. Kiefer played in the. Uh, uh, he got to advance and play in the regional, and uh, and Johnny always does a good job. He opened. I'm trying to think how he finished. Anyway, Johnny uh, is. Uh, in fact, I think he's got a big Palmer Cup. Uh, coming up, and he's going to have another season with the Bears. So it'll be it'll be great. Kiefer will be the leader, and that group will be right back there in the NCAA. Oh, did you still have Mike on the line? Mike, I was just kidding. I thought I didn't know you were still on the line. I I was going to ask you, by the way, of, uh, of of about Johnny because Johnny got to play as an individual in the, at the regional. That that's got to be an interesting process. And you've had guys that have done that over the years. Because you're just out there on your own, you're you're used to kind of having your teammates and thinking about them and leading them. How did uh, how how did uh, uh, Johnny perform? Well, Johnny played great uh, for two of the three rounds. He shot 69 in the opening round, 75 in the middle round, which was a little bit of a struggle off the tee, and then a 69 in the final round. Uh, wow! And he did have uh, he did have one of his teammates, Luke Morgan, who's from Oklahoma drove down from Guthrie, Oklahoma, to watch him play, the, uh, I believe, the middle round. Uh, so he did have some support from his teammates, which was great. And Johnny's well on his way. He's, uh, he's becoming an elite player. It's really fun to watch. Really, really fired up for him this summer to be on that Palmer Cup team, the Arnold Palmer Cup team. And it's a great honor, but it's one he earned. Do you want to? Should we go to that? Isn't remind me where that is? Isn't it? It's way off somewhere, like Switzerland or somewhere. It is. It's in Switzerland, but uh, you know, uh, gosh, I don't even think I'm going to be able to make it. I'll be recruiting. I'm I'm going out and trying to find another Johnny Kiefer. <laughs> All right, I got my eye out for you. I, so I I'm connected to some high schools across the state and. Uh, we got one right now. I got. I'll, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it offline. But I'm. I've got. I always got my scouts eye out there. Uh, I and, love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I, I. I'm glad you were still on the line there. I'll. I'll talk to you soon, Mike. Thanks a lot, Matt. We'll see you. You bet. There he goes, Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, and uh, Johnny, Johnny Kiefer doing a great job. Okay. It's let's do some campus confidential. Oh. 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 We've cut into. We've cut into our man Aaron's time here, uh, but we've got a lot to get to. We'll do it next.
ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A-style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with the Kalea Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks fall behind in the Western Conference Finals 3-0 with the loss last night at the AAC to the Warriors 109-100. Game 4 in Dallas tomorrow night. Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Miami at Boston. Tip at 7-30. The Heat lead that series 2-1. Baylor Baseball gets the 8th seed in the Big 12 Tournament that starts Wednesday in Arlington at Globe Life. The Bears will face off with TCU. Baylor softball run-ruled UC San Diego to head to the winner's bracket in the NISC Tournament. They'll have the winner of UNLV and North Alabama at 5 tomorrow afternoon. Rangers lose their series to the Astros 3-1. Rangers have the day off before heading to the West Coast. Rangers and Angels tomorrow night in game one of that series, 8-45 first pitch. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. This is Matt Mosley. And 
We had such a fun time with with Mike McGraw that we just went right into Campus Confidential. But Aaron is unflappable. He's been kind of mining all the the Internet, looking around for news. He also kind of walks around looking for local news as well. Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? You're going to be shocked, but there's more... uh... Jimbo Fisher news. Better Jim, not be. Jimbo Fisher doubled down on his defense of Texas A&M recruiting in an interview with the San Antonio TV station, saying just one of the 11 early enrollees in the Aggies' number one recruiting class has an NIL deal. After the uh, dust-up last week with Alabama coach Nick Saban, he responded by calling a news conference. And then last night uh, on KSAT. KSAT. Yes, uh, the interview with Fisher recorded Friday. Fisher said, quote, I've just researched this. Of the 11 guys we have in place that came in early, one guy has an NIL deal. So all these stories you're hearing are complete <laughs> lies. So he expects us to believe that, A, he just researched this. Case Had no idea uh, that it, whether any of his players had NIL deals or not. And that only one of them has an NIL deal. You can uh, take what you want from that. I know I what like I did. that. <laughs> I like when coach does. You know when the coach does a little uh, research. Yeah. Went there, did, did some nil. Can you imagine him? Hey, Peggy, Peggy, do we you got any nil? Do- oh, just one. Okay, <laughs> okay. So oh man, San Antonio. What affiliate is that? San Antonio KSAT. What are they? Are they NBC, CBS? I don't know. What is that? San Antonio. Did it say channel? Which channel? It does not. I mean, it just says Quillen good. gets very upset if we don't give, like, the proper, you know, credit. We got to, like, say NBC or ABC. I don't know which one KSAT. We can look it up. KSAT is. Well, Quillen, I mean, you talk about a guy who takes himself ABC. seriously. Oh, good. The ABC affiliate. All right. Who's our local ABC affiliate? I, I know our Fox 44 people. Is that Jack? Is mm-hmm. Jack Allen? I mean, I love all our folks, but I don't always keep them. I don't always know everybody who's where. But you've got 44, that Eric Kelly. I kind of like him. He's a nice guy. Now, Chris and Matt. Chris Williams and Matt Lively, two of my favorites. Now, Matt is over with, uh, no, excuse me, Chris. I get them mixed up sometimes, and Chris gets mad at me. Chris is over with Darby. All right, that's over at Channel 10. Love that. And, uh. You know who is the former Channel 10 sports director, don't you, Aaron? There's been a few of them. Well, I mean, you're saying you do a show with him every day yeah. at 3 o'clock. <laughs> yep. That was, when, I was in, when I was at Baylor, you'd turn on the TV, and there was John. And, and he, I promise, John does not age. I mean, it's, it's crazy. John looked a, a lot. He has that boyish look about him. And he looked a lot like he, you know, that 30-something years ago or whenever that was. The 1990s, when I was attending Baylor University. I like how Coach Taft says it. Baylor University. I saw Coach Taft the other night in the Fair Donnell, and it was great seeing them. They were sitting back there with uh, Jay Black. It's one of the things I love about Jay is Jay, is, he's like running the whole thing at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And Jay was just like, you know what? I'm going to hang with the great Taff, and he and he was just he was just kind of hanging. Jay does it. Jay leads the right way. It's kind of like a 
servant leadership style. All right, Aaron? It's like the exact opposite of me. But I like the way Jay leads and does his thing. Now, at 5 o'clock, by the way, another leader. And this is a guy more like myself who, who likes to – he's got some great pictures up there, and he grows out that mustache. I was just looking at pictures of, uh, of Bland uh, Cromwell. Love the pictures of him. He's got the Raleigh Fingers mustache. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock. One of the big-time realtors in town. But uh, Bland is also executive committee at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Um, Aaron, let's continue with Campus Confidential. Apparently the SEC, uh, after the dust-up and then Jimbo's interview, which was recorded Friday and broadcast last night, is trying to uh, put a lid on the whole situation, at least temporarily. Lane Kiffin was supposed to be on the Dan Patrick show um, after uh, tweeting out popcorn regarding the feud. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he isn't allowed to speak to the media anymore after SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey reportedly told the coaches not to, <laughs> according to Dan Patrick show producer Paul Pabst. This hasn't been confirmed by the SEC, but there's no reason for Dan Patrick's show producer to lie about it. So apparently uh, Greg Sankey is trying to uh, put out the fire because it's not a good look for the conference, but it is a lot of fun for everybody else. And you know what? It's... Uh, the uh, Alabama A&M game is going to be must-see TV. Yeah, I mean, it already was, but this adds another layer to it. Now, the big game I'm looking forward to is non-conference. The University of Texas and Sark and Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robertson Robinson arriving in his Lambo, Xavier Worthy, the X-Man at receiver, Whatever that other receiver is that came in from Bama. Think how cool that is. Aaron, I haven't even thought about that. He leaves Bama, and he's going to be in the Longhorn uniform, and those two schools play each other. Aaron, we got the news on that, by the way. It's going to be on Fox. Oh, that okay. probably means that's a noon. Yep, that's a big, big noon, noon kickoff. kickoff, 11 a.m. if Fox gets it. Now, Fox can put it wherever it wants, but Fox makes its 11 a.m. kickoff. A huge deal. Calls it Big Noon. We had one of those in Waco. Of course, they always put the same people. Hey, what celebrities you want? Oh, we got those people downtown. Oh, gosh. We have people scrapbooking over there. Get them on. Aaron, what else do you have for us? Campus Confidential. University of Michigan basketball coach Jawan Howard recently declined the Lakers overture for that franchise's head coaching job, electing to remain at his alma mater. Sources told ESPN. The Lakers have a finalist list of Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham, Golden State Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson, and former Portland Trailblazers coach Terry Stotts. The Lakers are expected to conduct in-person interviews in the next few weeks. The Lakers never made a formal offer to Howard, sources say, but it's clear that if he had expressed any interest in the job, his candidacy would have moved quickly uh, to the interview stage. Howard is 93-61 and 61 in three seasons at Michigan. He won a Big Ten regular season title two years ago and has uh, made two trips to the NCAA tournament. So the Lakers still looking for a head coach. It will not be Juwan Howard. You think they wanted somebody that would fight the other coaches? <laughs> that would poke them in the <laughs> – Oh, Juwan. I don't – I mean, sometimes you feel like it's the same old, same old candidates – 
They've already all a lot of these guys have already had opportunities. You know, it's like Mike Brown. Oh, where where's LeBron now? Oh, Mike Brown's going to be the coach. Oh, where's LeBron going now? Oh, Mike Brown. I mean, he's always he's always in the mix. But I love that I, I for this one, the name I would really enjoy is Darvin Ham, one of the great dunkers in SWC history and former Texas Tech great Darvin Ham. Aaron, that's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, he's always mentioned, but it doesn't seem like he gets the shot at it. So I kind of like I I am uh, I am endorsing Darvin Ham for this job, Aaron. Okay, just so I just wanted to get I wanted to get one in for Darvin Ham. All right. Well, I mean, he's he's in, among the finalists, and I, I've actually seen a couple of reports that he may be the top candidate. So hopefully, he'll finally get his opportunity. Yeah, they said they did this search. They started their search, Aaron. They just looked on LinkedIn just to kind of see <laughs> see Indeed. which direction to go. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I would love to well, – recently someone said to me, Matt, could you send a resume in? And it dawned on me, Aaron, that I have not updated a resume in about 20 years. <laughs> you and me both. And I don't know, I wouldn't even know how to go about it, really. I, I And I was asking my wife recently, hey, you got, you have like a, do we think we have something saved? If some, And and uh, lo and behold, we didn't have anything. I mean, I've been to a lot of places, I and mean, that's only scary. I've been to, Aaron, I would have an impressive resume. The issue, it would have too many places on it. You know, I'd need to leave a few of those off of Right. I've, I've had too many employers, but uh, but it's been a good ride, been a fun ride, and I love it right here at ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, did you have one more? We got nope. time for one more. Oh, are you good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, we'll okay, do, Aaron. Uh, we'll do this one. It's kind of long, so we'll do it tomorrow. Oh wow, might do it at five twenty, buddy. Don't <laughs> don't do be that. putting stuff off till tomorrow. All right, it's the. Uh, Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton, nice job. That is Campus Confidential. We're going to speak to an executive member, uh, a member of the executive committee at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Are you tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo's spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. 
How would you like to be a vital part of the sports play-by-play production team at ESPN Central Texas? We are looking for part-time console operators during our exciting broadcasts of Baylor Athletics, Texas Rangers, sports talk shows, and many other local high school games. If you have radio or audio production experience, email us, info at mmbwaco.com. M&M Broadcasters is an equal opportunity employer. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? Thank you to all those folks. We just talked about UBO Business Services. Sean Hunt was at the the big uh, gala the other night with the media going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and that was fun. I really enjoyed being there, and my longtime radio co-host, Randy Galloway, went in, and he had kind of a rollicking speech, as you might imagine anybody that ever heard Randy or has read him. It's about what you would have expected. Bland Cromwell joining us right now on the Matt Mosley Show, a member of the uh, well, the exclusive executive committee over at the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Bland, y'all did a, uh, let me compliment you, y'all did a great job, food was great, and the presentation was uh, wonderful, and I just had a, uh, the only thing that you had no control over, the weather got a little scary outside, but uh, but great job by everybody, uh, Jay Black and, and the entire group over there. Thanks a lot, I appreciate you having me on. It was It was a different evening in that I've been involved to see 27, 26 or 27 induction ceremonies where you have a superstar athletes or coaches 
and they're being honored for their work and their career. What was different is these folks, several of which I really know really well, were being basically honored because they were a great broadcaster or sports writer for doing their job. And I thought it was fabulous. We had only done the other one other time where we had had the uh, media inducted, where we brought that first class in with Jan and Jenkins, Blackie Sherrod, of course, Dave Campbell and Mickey Hertzwitz, Vern Lundquist, Jack Dale, Kern Tips and Frank Fallon, superstars. And then we waited a long time and then we had this class ready and then COVID messed it up about two and a half years. And we were finally able to have it. But the difference was these people were just busting at the seams. They were, they were so honored. They were so excited. And they're all just wonderful, great people. Uh, four of them serve on the selection committee. And so I know them really well as a, a trustee on, that gets to be on the voting committee and uh, couldn't be prouder. And certainly my longtime friend, John McLean, being the Waco boy in there, he was just about to pop. He was so excited. Yeah, it is. I'm glad you shared that information about John, that he's on the selection committee. Uh, he had an inside track <laughs> to being to being named. Now, John was, uh, you're, you're right, he was very proud. I saw him on social media, and, um, and I've known John for, for many years. Now, when, when's the first time you ever met uh, John McClain? Because obviously John was, uh, has been around Central Texas forever and then, and then went to Baylor and is very proud of his Baylor tie. I don't remember the first year, but um, I graduated from Richfield two years after him, so I've known him a long, long time. And I remember all his ties with the, he was talking about with the Little League championship teams. And um, I was my family was very close friends with Dave Campbell, so I was kind of raised by Dave Campbell. So all also with the Trib work with John. So I don't really know how long I've known him, but a long, long time. But I've never seen somebody as excited, but I'll also tell you, I've gotten to know Brad Sham very well through my sports hall and fame involvement with him being our, uh, he's a board member and he, of course, MCs the induction banquets. Uh, he was equally as proud. Uh, these guys were really honored to, to be inducted because they've been involved with voting and picking a class, uh, many of them, and now here they're being honored. Um, but it was quite an evening, and you're right. The storm brought some excitement. Yeah, I think that was uh, Frank Lieber's son who mentioned that he knew some body shops. They the storm. I wouldn't read any. I hope uh, Brad Sham doesn't read anything into the fact that the minute he got up there is when all yeah. hell broke loose, and uh, some of the hell was uh, was coming down. And uh, talking to Bland Cromwell, who serves on the executive committee out there at the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And I love this media, uh, what it was. And, and I've just mentioned it. Frank Lieber, uh, for people that don't know or are a little bit younger, uh, he's been gone now 37 years and died way too early. But he was he was big time. I mean, he was uh, he was a great broadcaster in the 70s and I guess into the 80s and had made it from the Dallas area into the national scene. And, uh, and Blend, I thought that was just really neat that uh, his sons were there and what a, what a tremendous honor that was. And I know it meant the world to them. 
Oh, it really did. And it's hard to believe that that's 1985 when I, I had to flip back over and look at that twice because mm-hmm. I could not believe it had been been that long. But I talked to Mitchell, his son, a good bit that night, and they, they were just they were super excited to be there to have him. And, I mean, I guess he was, too, the first cowboy, really the first cowboy reporter full-time, I guess, at the time of his death. Um to have brought that to that level. But like you said, he went from regional to national and everybody knew Frank Lieber. Yeah, he was, he was big time. And then uh, Danny Freeman, I just thought it was a good combination of people. Danny, we had him on recently and, uh, and Danny's a, um, I just remember getting into the business about the time he was retiring and, and just uh, what he did there at the AP and, and tremendous longevity of his career. But it's just to, to get to and Bill Mercer, uh, I mean, you know, you just wow. talk about legends. But the great thing is for some of those guys to still be around and to be able to honor them. Uh, Denny's about 85. Uh, boy, I, Bill might have been. Bill's in his 90s. I mean, this Bill's is. Bill's uh, 96. Bill wow. 96. We've been trying to get this thing together because we knew he was in the class. And we yeah. knew his health hadn't been that great. When he took that microphone, you didn't know it wasn't 1970. <laughs> I mean, that was quite a voice. And uh, on Denny, I got to know Denny when we first opened the museum. He was always there. He's always helped. He's always helped with golf. He's chaired the uh, induction committee after Dave passed away. Denny's a great guy. He was super honored. Um, I, it was fun hearing the Bill Mercer stories. Th- those were classic. Yeah, well, it's uh, it was uh, it was a great event, and so kudos to y'all. Now you have chaired just about every event there is to chair, uh, Bland. Over the over the years, tell me your first time. When did you uh, get involved with the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? And do you remember uh, touring it when it was in Grand Prairie? Like, why? What was it about the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame that has been so special to you? And uh, and it's it's been such a big part of 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 your life. I I do not think that I ever went to the museum in Grand Prairie. The Wax Museum was over there by it. And I know I had been to that one, but I don't think I ever saw it there. There was a strange combination when it we made the connection with um, with Waco. I was very close friends with David Smith, the city manager at the time. I was basically raised by Dave Campbell at the time. I had helped coach tennis lessons for Charlie McCleary at the Saul Ross tennis courts. And you put all that together. And then with Lamar Hunt's involvement to get it here, it was kind of like, you know, this is going to be just fabulous for this town. And um, a couple of the folks that were involved immediately with that, David Lacey, one of them got me involved right there. And then it was kind of like, once you're in it, you're in it. And then we had a golf event to raise money. And so 26 golf tournaments later, I'm still sitting here working on a golf tournament that's going to happen next month. <laughs> well, it's but, good uh, to have bankers and realtors involved when you got to do these things. you got to finance these things. And I was just checking them off, as you were mentioning. And I know what I know what field you're in. Now, do you by the way, do you still do you still ever give tennis lessons? I have recently. <laughs> Started playing a ton of tennis, and so I'm, uh, I, I'm needing some instruction. Would you, uh, would you be able to to help me in that regard? 
I, I can tell you if your serves out, and that's about as good as I am anymore. Those were uh, those were a lot of quality years of high school and college tennis, but that's that's past served me. The uh, the other thing that I do remember about one of you talking about how you got involved, I had an opportunity to play golf with Tom Landry right after we'd mute, moved to museum here, and kind of gotten to spend a little time with him, and kind of thought this guy really is everything that everybody said he was. And, he, you know, not a lot of people got a chance to, to meet him. And I had an opportunity to do that. And he was kind of like, let's get involved with this golf event. So when we started working on it, uh, we had coach Landry as the chair. And I believe he passed away in 2000, maybe wrong on that somewhere about that time. And we needed uh, a name for the tournament. Well, I had been friends with Bob Lilly, and he was already a client of mine for some real estate stuff that he had in Waco. So I drove to Georgetown and met with Bob and asked him to chair the golf event. And he said he'll do it for one year. And uh, that was 23 years ago, I believe. So um, (laughs) that's kind of how this works. But the class of these people that have been inducted that have helped with this uh, make you want to just keep working on it. Um, they want it. They want to come help. Uh, they want to come play. We've been told by some of these celebrities, a bunch of them that you know super well, a lot of the former Cowboys, that our uh, our event is as good as any of these celebrity tournaments that they have, and we're proud of that. And we just try to get more and more folks. It's one of the two major events that we have to keep the museum open. So it's really important that the that it's a successful golf tournament because that's about uh, half the budget. So we still have some openings for some sponsorships that we need to sell between now and the tournament, which is June 17th and 18th. All right. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, Friday, June 17th, Saturday, June 18th, and the auction party is on Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon rounds and Saturday morning as well. And the reason right. it takes two days because so many people are involved and uh, and it's just become, like you say, a great thing with folks showing up. And uh, so if if somebody wanted to uh, sponsor or, or come out and, uh, and, and play in the event, uh, Bland, tell us real quick, is it, is it, should they just go to the website, the, uh, the Texas Sports Hall, uh, Hall of Fame website? What's the best way to sign up? You can either do it through the website or you could just call the museum and, and talk to one of the folks there. We have some sponsorships that allow you uh, a golf team and you can pick which day you're going to play. And then that uh, we also have uh, extra things that involves for the uh, auction party on Friday night and uh, several levels of that left. But we still have a few teams and sponsorships open for that. We also, if anybody has got some great ideas for some auction items it would be wonderful to have those if we could get some more donations for auction items because those are always fun for friday night all right well in, in addition to what uh bland was just saying also text us if you want something we'll we'll help connect you with the texas uh, sports hall of fame that's two five four six six two sixteen sixty is our uh, is our text line 254-662-1660 or go right over there to that Texas Sports Hall of Fame website and you can get all the information and uh, and get signed up. It's a wonderful event 
And, uh, Bland, I appreciate all your service over the years. I love that museum. And the SWC, of course, is my favorite, but the high school area is unreal. And uh, my dad played at Baylor in the late 1960s. And so, you know, that, that SWC area is near and dear to my heart. And to be able to hear uh, even some of the people you were just mentioning, um, you know, that went in that 2004 class. I mean, Blackie Sherrod was my hero growing up. Frank Luxa yeah. was my hero in the business. And, and then, of course, uh, some of the, as Brad was talking about the other night, some of the people, Kern Tips, you know, people that over the many, many years became the voice, the face, everything of uh, I, I, Lindsay, uh, what was his name? Lindsay, uh, uh, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the guy who used to do the Cotton Bowl. Was it Lindsay Nelson? Yeah. I'm, I'm right. sometimes I, or Lindsey Nelson, right. one of them was uh, was in the Naked Gun movie. <laughs> the other was uh, was an actual broadcaster. And those are just unbelievable names over the years. But, uh, well, listen, it was fun to see you. Now, are you is that do you still have one of those great handlebar mustaches as we speak today or have you shaved that? No, it's still connected. It's just a lot grayer. <laughs> All right, Bland. Let's. I want to see that in person. Okay. I saw some photos of that, but I we need to get up and and uh, and you could tell me what kind of wax you use to to make that work for you. Okay. You got a deal. We appreciate you having us on and talking about the event. It was really special Saturday. Those are quality people, and uh, the museum's great. And I hope that we can get some help for the golf tournament after talking about it today. You bet. You bet. That uh, we had a lot of a lot of folks tuned in. Thank you, Bland. There he goes. Bland Cromwell uh, is the uh, on the executive committee and has done so much over the years for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in, uh, in helping out Jay Black. Genesis does a great job of the marketing, but people it takes people in the community, successful businessmen and women uh, like Bland, to, uh, to step forward and get things done. And he did it many, many years ago, and he's kept doing it, and we appreciate that so much. All right, Matt Mosley's show continues on. ESPN uh, Central Texas. I want to talk some NBA, and we got really bad news on these Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I will be attending Game 4 tomorrow night. Any hope? We talk about it next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, women's golf bows out of the NCAA championships. Softball continues play in Colorado and baseball headed to Arlington. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Women's Golf, number 13 in the nation, finishes 18th at the NCAA Championships. Baylor bowed out after their rounds in Scottsdale, Arizona at Greyhawk Golf Course over the weekend. Girling Corps did advance to the final round as an individual. Also from the weekend, Baylor softball continues play in the National Invitational Softball Championship. Delayed a day starting the tournament by snow in Fort Collins, Colorado. Baylor opened on Sunday afternoon and had a run rule 10-2 victory over UC San Diego. With a win, the Bears advance to the next round. They will play UNLV coming up on Tuesday at 5 p.m. And Baylor baseball has finished the regular season. Remember, they won Thursday night in dramatic fashion over Oklahoma State, 13-11. They dropped the Friday game 11-5. Then on Saturday, a rain-shortened 9-5 Oklahoma State win over the Bears. Baylor now set to open play in the Big 12 tournament in Arlington on Wednesday. The Bears, the number eight seed in the conference tournament. They'll meet top seed TCU at 12.30 on Wednesday. The broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies with a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms developing overnight. We fall to 68 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow with an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms. And some of these thunderstorms in the afternoon and evening could be strong to severe with large hail, damaging winds, and some heavy rainfall. Look for highs around 80 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16-1182-22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, June 4th and June 5th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to The Real Texas Gun Show. June 4th, 9 to 5, and June 5th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks fall behind in the Western Conference Finals 3-0 with the loss last night at the AAC to the Warriors 109-100. Game 4 in Dallas tomorrow night. Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Miami at Boston. Tip at 7-30. The Heat lead that series 2-1. Baylor Baseball gets the 8th seed in the Big 12 Tournament that starts Wednesday in Arlington at Globe Life. The Bears will face off with TCU. Baylor softball run-ruled UC San Diego to head to the winner's bracket in the NISC Tournament. They'll have the winner of UNLV and North Alabama at 5 tomorrow afternoon. Rangers lose their series to the Astros 3-1. Rangers have the day off before heading to the West Coast. Rangers and Angels tomorrow night in Game 1 of that series, 8.45 first pitch. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man, Aaron's rocking out on a Monday afternoon. Kind of an overcast uh, Monday, but uh, I feel like the temperature is pretty moderate and uh, allowed me to get a couple hours of tennis in today and some uh, new. Aaron, I did did have another birthday over the weekend. Thank you to all the well-wishers Saturday night at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. And um, I have new tennis shoes. Aaron got some. Uh, I, I debuted those today. I don't know if it's really going to elevate my game, but I yeah, but I made it around the court. I, I I do think, I do think I can take Brian Fonville in these shoes. <laughs> I think, I think now that I have the right footwear, are that's they gonna magic shoes? Or? No, I mean I just I moved around the court pretty well today. Took good care of the uh, the youngster I was playing. I just have a habit of playing people that are about ten years younger. And in the case of Fonville, it's about 14. He's the executive vice president of the uh, 
of the uh, Central National Bank. I'm not sure he's old enough for that. Now that I think about it, Aaron, he'll think if he's t- he's probably only about 35 years old. I don't know if he should be allowed to be at the executive level yet. But uh, you know, I think he's probably earned that. Very when, talented young man. Go ahead. If he's that age, why is he playing seniors? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I am very firmly still. We're in my the 40s. same age, and we're yeah, nowhere near Stop seniors. It. That's right. That's right. No, nowhere. Although I think, sadly, soon whatever bracket we're in, if we try to play in a tennis league, I think they'd call it the senior league. Well, you know, I've I've played in the World Series of Poker a few times, and next year I'm going to go to Vegas and play in the senior event because it's fifty and over. Nice. Yeah. The senior of, I mean, I see. I would think. Try to win my bracelet finally. Can you still play in the young man and young woman? Oh yeah, tournament? yeah. You can play in all of you know any of them, but you have yeah. to be over fifty to play in the senior event. The senior event, because I would think some of the better players are the seasoned older players. But when I watch it on TV, it does seem like there's a lot of youngsters involved. And then, Aaron, the one thing I think I would fit in well there is that some people do wear the sunglasses. Remember that one <laughs> famous guy who won it one time, and he would always wear those weird glasses? And, of course, I think years later he got in trouble with the IRS. Greg Raymond, His name yeah. was Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember those glasses he would mm-hmm. wear, those real weird ones? <laughs> yep. I got to play with him one time. Oh, really? Yeah, at like a celebrity event in the uh the mavericks were involved uh jerry stackhouse was at the table jet terry and greg and i I just remember thinking oh man just being embarrassed that i didn't (laughs) i didn't you know it's been a while since i'd played poker (laughs) and i was a little needing to kind of brush up on things i did not need to be at the table with greg rayner raymer whatever it was uh he had like a nickname the the terminator fossil man because he he would bring those fossils to the table as his car protectors, and then he sold them online. <laughs> as if the as if the six million he won for winning the main event wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much like most gamblers, though, I bet if we checked the, I, I bet if we checked the records, most of that money is now gone. Like yeah. I don't think he just put all that away and has done a great job of protecting that. Yeah, I mean you can't. <laughs> Be a terrible poker player and win the main event, but you don't have to be a great poker player. You can run really well and play pretty yeah. good and win it. And a lot of those guys win it and think that they're top, top level because they won the main event, and they lose a lot of those winnings very quickly. Yeah. there was One uh, one of the more famous older guys, poker players, was from Amarillo. Was that – am I thinking pool or poker, Amarillo Slim? Who was that? I, he gambled on everything. Oh, he, he did. Yeah, I mean, he did play. <laughs> he 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 won the main event back in the seventies once. Uh, but he, uh, I read, I read a book about his life story. Um, and yeah, he would gamble on everything. He he <laughs> he once challenged a, a world class, uh, world champion ping pong player to a ping pong match, and for a ridiculous amount of money in the, at that time. But he got to pick the paddles. And he practiced with a frying pan for month, for weeks and, and months. And then when it came time to play the guy, he said, we're going to use frying pans as the paddles. And he just destroyed this ping pong champion. Yeah, that sounds almost like uh, Tin Cup. When, when he got to choose, one guy got to hit like a three iron or something. <laughs> 
and Kevin Costner got to hit a shovel or something along those lines. Very similar. But he, yeah. but he, they used the asphalt for his shot, and it just kept rolling or something. That was a pretty good movie. Uh, always like uh, Susan uh, Sarandon. And um, wait, was she in that? No, no, Rene Russo. Actually, I'm I'm getting it mixed up with uh, the baseball movie with uh, you know Tim Robbins. That that was uh, that was the one Bull Durham. That's one Sarandon was in. Rene Russo was in this other one with him. Tin Cup. All right, there's some, we could do some we could do some more of that later. The uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside as always. And, uh, Aaron, we've got uh, interesting things coming up this week. want to remind everybody, the Baylor Bears uh, baseball, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great season, but they are. They do still have a chance. And they're the eighth seed, and they play the TCU Horn Frogs. That game, I believe, is 1230 Wednesday. And then uh, I'm going to be doing my show live from the Baylor Club. In fact, it's Member Appreciation Day. Out at the Baylor Club, and that'll be fun. It's going to be a nice big gathering there. And from 4 to 6 p.m., I'll be right out there in the middle of it, celebrating. And and just uh, the Baylor Club is a tremendous place. Love the views. Love everything about it. Love the food that uh, that every – oh, that, I love that, uh, that bar and grill. Uh, uh, the, it's just a tremendous uh, – uh, a place you get some food. The buffet is great. Mike Mosel, GM out there, has some experience at the University of Texas, but he got to Waco as fast as he could. And uh, so they've turned that into a premier place in Waco that is the Baylor Club. And then, Aaron, um, the women were finishing up today because Gurleen Kaur is on the, uh, on the course, and... She's doing a uh, – I was going to look real quick to see how our Baylor women's golf team they, – they had an unbelievable tournament there at the regionals and then just for whatever reason did not get it done at the NCAA championships. But Gerline Kaur got to play as an individual. And I'm trying to see where Gerline is today. Oh, there she is. Um, she is – for the day appears to be two over. Okay, this will be her fourth round, and she's played in majors. I mean, she is an unbelievable golfer. It just it just didn't go their way. I mean, and you never know. They they literally just steamrolled everyone at regionals, and they went out to the NCAA tournament where they were a formidable group. I mean, they were they were recognized as one of the toughest groups in the field, and didn't make it. And just you know, and again, that's golf. Some days you have it, some days you don't. But uh, I'm watching Gerline Coors uh, round right now. Aaron, she's made the turn. Still has a little time to make make up for lost time. She's got seven holes left, but she appears to be four over for her round today. Four over for the round, and we'll see if we can get that turned around. All right, let's talk a little Mavs. Uh, that that was not pretty. You, you've got to. They did such a great job of coming back against the Phoenix Suns. That was incredible. They had to take game three. You cannot fall behind 3-0. And they just, they, 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 they did the same thing they've done in, some, you know, in, in, in this series. Hung around, hung around for a half. They did some good things, even though they missed a lot of threes. Uh, Luka was playing well. 
Uh, Dinwiddie was playing well, but they were basically tied at halftime and then just got blown away in the third quarter. The Golden State Warriors are the best third-quarter team in the NBA. They're tremendous, and they got the thing rolling. And that thing Wiggins did last night, Aaron, hopefully you've seen that. If you didn't see it live, hopefully you've seen a, 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 a replay of that. Andrew Wiggins for Golden State goes down the lane and elevates... And, and it's one of the meanest dunks I've seen in a long time, especially in the Western Conference Finals. He dunked on Luka. Originally, it was called an offensive foul. The basket was waved off, but then they reviewed it, and they gave him the bucket. It, it was as, from an athletic standpoint and just an anger standpoint, you will not see a better dunk in the playoffs. Aaron, did you get to see that? Yeah, as a... As a big Luca fan, it was it wasn't fun. The whole game wasn't fun, actually. Yeah, well, it was uh, it it was it was amazing though. Dunk and uh, Steph did his thing early in the first half. It was really funny. Luca did a shimmy, like uh, Steph is known for, kind of doing a shoulder shake shimmy. Now there was something really weird that happened, and I believe it was the end of the first half. Steph. Is is shoots the ball and is running back up the court and he falls down and you kind of see him motion like what in the world is going on? Aaron he ran into the beer salesman, <clears throat> the 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 food vendor or salesman was down on his knees trying to make a sell right there courtside. Again, I think we're finding out in this series and other series. First of all, fans are allowed to be so close, you get into some weird things. Now, early in the playoffs, we had women running out on the court in protest, doing weird stuff. Now, um, the, the the Mavericks, by the way, bench was fined again $100,000. Now, Aaron, you saw it in game two, I guess it was. Mavericks are doing their thing. They've been winning the whole game. At one point, they were up by like 19, and Steph is over there, and he throws the ball out of bounds. Well, he he it's they were in their white jerseys and Theo Pinson, Mavs cheerleader slash player, who can't play in the series but has been a the, the leading the cheers over there, was in a white shirt and and he mistakenly threw it over to him. Aaron a hundred thousand dollar fine. The league is trying to crack down on the Mavs who have been going crazy over there by the court. Now is this the end-all, be-all? No. Did that change the way that game was going to go? No, it didn't. But the the NBA has a burr in their saddle, and they're probably getting complaints from the teams. And it's um, I thought Steve Kerr had an interesting thing to say about it. He said he loved it. He just thought it crossed the line uh, when, a, when a player was over there in a white shirt. Aaron, are you, do you, are you finding this comical? Or are, has this played out in your mind? Are you tired of the Mavs bench mob over there going crazy? I think it's ridiculous that they're finding them. <laughs> They've been doing the same thing all year, all throughout the playoffs anyway. Um, and yeah. to just now start finding them in this series is pretty ridiculous. But, eh, it did, you know, it's the NBA. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 
Well, uh, they'll cover it, and it goes to charity, so I don't uh, – Mark Cuban will pay it. He'll pay it gladly. I think he's got $100,000 in his back pocket. The Mavs last night, it just – third quarters are bad. Luka too many times is having to carry the team. I don't think Luka then has much left on defense. They're isolating players on Luka. Reggie Bullock had been really good at times in the playoffs. He'd actually offered some pretty good defense. Wiggins, Steph, Clay, we're now seeing, again, too many straight-line drives to the hole. There's no resistance. I like what Bullock has brought, Bullock has brought in the playoffs. I really do. He was awful in that game last night. He was 0 for 11, he was 0 for 6, 0 for 7 from three-point range. This is a team, at one point they looked at the shot chart of the first uh, at halftime, and the Mavs had not taken a single mid-range jumper. They had taken all threes or paint, or you know, or shots in the paint. Now, I thought there were, there were moments Brunson was okay in this game, there were moments Dinwiddie, but they didn't have enough help. Uh, Kleba was awful shooting from outside. Bertans was awful. And and really, Jalen was kind of, it could come and go. If you if you live by the three, you're going to die by the three. And you, you need to have some kind of healthy mix. The healthy mix is something that Golden State has because they got people that can get to the hole, can go in there and hit floaters. And, of course, obviously with, with uh, Clay and Steph, they can shoot it like crazy. Aaron, what's happened is, while Draymond's still part of the big three in in sort of spirit and in leadership, and, and, and again, he may be the heart and soul of the team, but Wiggins and Poole are, are just tr- way better, you know, as far as skill level than Draymond. Now, Draymond could do some nice things. He could play some D. He could bring the ball up. He's a great passing big man, so it's not like he's not without talent. He's still good. But I would say, Aaron, there are sometimes you could make the argument that he's like the fifth best player on that team. And then every once in a while, Looney might even move in, move ahead of him. In game two, Looney had over 20 points, had a ton of rebounds. Last night, they just got outworked. Aaron, that's not a great sign when you're at your own place, you got your fans ready to go crazy, and you get out-rebounded by like 15 or 17 or whatever it is. They get a million second-chance points. They're hustling more. I mean, the Mavs got to the line plenty. They got decent looks, but they didn't bring it. I mean, like it's to get outworked at home in a game three of a, of a game where you should have been the desperate team. Now, what will happen in game four? Well, they're not going to come back and win the series because it's never happened in NBA history, and they're not about to be the first because Golden State's too good. You would need a team that's, like, not that great uh, to do it against, and no one's ever been able to do it, and the Mavs aren't about to be the first. Now, Denver, as you'll recall, Aaron, did um, come back and win down 3-0. They won that fourth game, and Golden State, I believe, had to go home, go back home to win it. I I hope the Mavs show some character and play hard. It would not shock me though if they checked out. That that would not shock me if the if the Mavs went ahead and checked out of the series. Still a great run, great uh, great playoffs. 
It's just unfortunate they're not putting up that great of a fight in the uh, in the in the Western Conference Finals. Still, again, one series passed where anybody thought they would be, and um, and so I think most everything's a positive. It just stinks to end things this way by getting dominated by these Golden State Warriors. All right, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. The dismount is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, June 4th and June 5th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show June 4th, 9 to 5, and June 5th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house, and he invites you into his bedroom and says, Hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame, and asks you, Do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity, and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are 200 $50 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks fall behind in the Western Conference Finals 3-0 with the loss last night at the AAC to the Warriors 109-100. Game 4 in Dallas tomorrow night. Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Miami at Boston. Tip at 7-30. The Heat lead that series 2-1. Baylor Baseball gets the 8th seed in the Big 12 Tournament that starts Wednesday in Arlington at Globe Life. The Bears will face off with TCU. Baylor softball run-ruled UC San Diego to head to the winner's bracket in the NISC Tournament. They'll have the winner of UNLV and North Alabama 
at 5 tomorrow afternoon. Rangers lose their series to the Astros 3-1. to Rangers have the day off before heading to the West Coast. Rangers and Angels tomorrow night in game one of that series, 845 first pitch. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Time runs short here. We've got to say goodbye and appreciate all our guests today. Uh, Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach, had some really good stuff on Justin Thomas having a cross pass there in Tuscaloosa. The old John, uh, Mike went into Tuscaloosa. They won a national title, and then the Bears went after him. Bear, Bears said, hey, get on here. Uh, Mike McGraw was the uh, head coach at Oklahoma State, followed uh, Mike Holder, and then uh, has ended up at Baylor and uh, does a tremendous job. And it was fun having him on. And uh, I thought uh, I thought that was great uh, having Mr. Cromwell on earlier today, uh, Bland Cromwell, and uh, to talk Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Now, on tonight's agenda, um, oh, by the way, Aaron, breaking news. The uh, Did you see that, that Major League Baseball suspended – uh, I mean, it's so stupid. Josh Donaldson for one game over his comments to Chicago White Sox is Tim Anderson. Now, I don't know if I have the entire story. It's for inappropriate comments. All right. Um, the Chicago White Sox shortstop, Tim Anderson, really good player, is, um, is, is uh, African-American player. And the reason I say that is because Josh Donaldson, for no other reason, was uh, after the after the game, and he's admitted he did it, was like on the base pass or whatever, and I guess they crossed paths out there, and, and Josh Donaldson referred to him as Jackie, obviously referring to Jackie Robinson. Um, the Yankees third baseman has apologized, saying he meant no disrespect, but Anderson said Saturday that he was offended by the comment, calls it disrespectful and unnecessary, said he did it once, he kind of let it go, Aaron, and he did it again. And the White Sox manager, Tony La Russa, said Saturday that he thought Donaldson's comment was racist. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if Donaldson's racist or whatever, but what a weird, what a weird deal to say. He said the Jackie comment, this is Donaldson, was in reference to a 2019 interview with Sports Illustrated, in which Anderson described himself as feeling like today's Jackie Robinson in how he's getting to a point where I need to change the game. Donaldson said it was a reference about which he has joked around with Anderson in the past. So, anyway, um, the, the Aaron Boone, the uh, manager of the Yankees, says, I don't believe there was any malicious intent. But you know that this is, just in my opinion, somewhere he should not be going. All right. Let's chalk this up to Josh Donaldson doesn't seem very smart. Okay? Aaron, I'm looking at his haircut while I'm saying that. Goodness gracious. He loves that. He's got that. Not that your hair should tell the whole story, but he's rocking a mohawk into his 30s here. An interesting look for sure. Um... We've got to say goodnight. It's uh, sad to do that. I did want to say, everybody, that the Celtics and the Heat 
get going at, uh, I believe, 7.30 this evening. That game's on ABC. want everybody to have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 